Tonight we have a testimony, and at this time I'd like to bring up Joe. Give him a hand. Come on. How you doing, everybody? <clears throat> I'd like to say a little prayer before I start, if it's okay with you. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much, Lord. Thank you for this time. I ask that you work through me, Lord. Use this testimony to touch somebody, Lord, like you've touched my life and saved my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, my name is Joe Siebold. <clears throat> I'm a believer in recovery for alcohol, drugs, and sexual addiction to adult pornography. First step, denial, blame, and powerlessness. I was born in Pennsylvania to a devout Catholic mother and Baptist father who attended Catholic church and drug me and my brothers along with them. My parents are beautiful people, everyday people. They're not drug addicts, alcoholics. They abuse us. They did their best to raise us with God as part of their lives and, and uh, to steer us in the right direction. I have two older brothers, Mike and Chuck. I'm the baby. I was introduced to God through my mom and dad, church, CCD classes. I never really had a desire to know God or believe in him. I thought it all to be a joke for old people, for children who obeyed their, their parents, and for the sick and the dying. I had to see God to believe him and believe in him, and I wasn't seeing him, hearing him, feeling him in any church, at home, in any of the lives around me. I eventually did whatever I had to do to not attend church, CCD. I talked back, swore and cursed at teachers, disobeyed my parents every possible way known to man, <laughs> lied to them about going to classes, and even faked going to CCD. I was raised in Dallaire, New Jersey. It was once said to me by an officer that nothing good came out of Dallaire, only degenerates, thieves, and drug addicts. And I was offended, but that's exactly what I was. John 1:46. and Nathaniel said unto him, can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said unto him, come and see. I grew up <clears throat> a skinny, long-haired, insecure, fearful, prideful, manipulative liar, full of false confidence, arrogance, self-centeredness, selfishness, full of loss and abandonment, issues void of accountability. I looked to my dad and my brothers as idols, mentors, and gods. To me, they were everything that I could hope to be, strong, cool, well-liked, and popular. In my eyes, I was none of those, and I wanted to be that so bad. So I tried to do things like the other kids, older kids did. I did what they did, dressed like them, wore my hair like them. If I was the first to try something crazy, I learned that it made me stand out. If I put other, others down and made fun of them, treated others mean, the group seemed to like seeing that, and they accepted me, wanted to hang out with me. I learned to be a bully. You had to act like a bully because that's all I really was, was acting. <clears throat> I would chase kids who were thought to, have, uh, thought to be nerds, uh, good, really good kids, or believed in Jesus Christ. There was a few of them lived around the corner from my house that I knew of. And uh, I used to throw rocks at them and tease them. I hated hearing the name Jesus. I was a child who denounced, cursed, and made fun of God. I would dissect dead animals. I would hurt animals from time to time if I had the chance. And I would hurt people when I could get away with it. The person that adults would see was nothing like this one. My parents seen a different person, the one I knew they wanted to see. I learned, that children were, I learned what children were supposed to be like, and I could imitate it, but I didn't want to be it. I learned how to be a chameleon and fit in wherever and with whoever. 
I just knew being me wasn't a good thing, and I wasn't sure who that was. Through Celebrate Recovery, I was able to go back through my childhood and revisit some painful areas that I believed to be healed through working through the steps from other counseling and 12-step programs. Although that work was not in vain, it was not the healing that comes through the true healer, Jesus Christ. I was 11 when my oldest brother Chuck died. He drowned while intoxicated and swimming. And that day would turn out to be a shattering point for our whole family and a true benchmark of my life turned away from God. I blamed him for everything. My oldest brother Chuck and I were very, very close, and I blamed God for taking him away from me. Six years would go by, and more and more people would die, all my grandparents, friends, godparents, aunts. Being so caught up in self, I thought that God was doing it directly to me, taking these people out of my life. Right after Chuck died and my brother had left for the Marines, my other brother, my mother and father were lost and broken. My dad was never the same, and neither was my mom abandonment. I didn't understand what had happened except that we were alone. I retreated from the feelings by diving into music, bike freestyle, anything extreme, partying. I was going to become a professional bike freestyler like you guys you see on the X Games. Get rich, leave the lair, or really die trying. Either way, it was a win-win situation. Well, I got good enough at the bike freestyle thing to have my name put in magazines. I won some trophies. I rode with some of the pros, Ron Wilkerson, Dave Volker, Matt Hoffman, a couple others. I had a 15 minutes of fame they talk about. I put on shows, signed autographs, had girls chasing after me, living the life. People knew of me before I knew of them. My pride was now way out of control. During that time, I would find drugs. I already knew what alcohol was. From drinking it as an eight-year-old kid, my grandfather drank a lot, and I could follow him around the house. And he would leave his drinks, and I would just pick him up and drink them, and he didn't know whether he spilled it, drank it, or what. So he would just go make another one. Alcohol gave me what I thought I was lacking. Courage, strength, confidence, boldness, and the ability to socialize without fear of being unaccepted. I truly felt ten feet tall and bulletproof. I felt in control of everything. I felt like the God of my universe. <clears throat> well, now I know how to be accepted. It didn't matter to me what I did. And if people accepted me or not, they would follow me anyway. So I thought anyway. All the while, I was still trying to be someone else, my brothers. Through small groups of CR, I've come to understand that abandonment is not only rooted in the death of my brother, my older brothers leaving for the Marines, and my mother and father emotionally crashing around me. The real abandonment is my disconnection and unbelief and lack of acceptance in Jesus Christ, God. Years would move on. Devil would be driving. I was shown the glitz and glamour of drugs, alcohol, and I fell in love with it. Chaos, calamity, persona, the lies, excitement, the trouble, the danger, the atmosphere in the bars, the uninhibited behaviors that no one seemed to care about. There was only one thing I loved it too much. I didn't know what was going on to lead me into jails, institutions, and thoughts of suicide. My teenage years were the glamour years of my partying and my drug use. Really no different than most people, I like to tell myself. I just made wrong decisions early on, and I ran with it. It wasn't all bad times throughout my life. But at the end of my drinking and drugging, it would prove to be just a life of constant stealing, lying, drugs, and drinking. There were several years that were proved to be just that. 
and then God would answer a prayer in my life. In and out of relationships that wouldn't make it because I suffocated women. I was very needy, insecure. I wanted to be loved. Although I showed a tough, rough, bad boy exterior, I was looking to fill a void unknowingly can only be filled with Jesus Christ and his love for me. I had got my butt kicked for the first time when about the age of 10. No more bullying for me. At 14, I had already done all the popular drugs, cocaine, LSD, heroin, pot, PCP, you name it. You put it in front of me. I'll do it. I was often dropped off at school and high school from being out partying with people a lot older than I was. My tolerance was a lot further progressed than most of my friends could handle. One night I jumped across the bed to strangle my girlfriend at the time. I was drunk and on LSD and I wanted to kill her. That scared me and I couldn't believe that I would do that. So I went to these AA meetings through a school program. Maybe I had a problem with drugs. Drinking, I don't know. Definitely with drugs. Not sure about drinking. I was in denial that I was already alcoholic. Alcohol was a way for the devil to keep me disconnected, separated from a power greater than myself, greater than he was. God, the only one who has all power. I'm a thief, a liar, a manipulator, a con artist. And that's before the drinking and the drugging. First step is the only step that deals with a hurt habit or a hang-up. The rest are about accepting God for who he is and allowing him to make the necessary changes in me. At any point in time from 18 to 38, I could have fit any picture of an an addict alcoholic that you could close your eyes and think of. From the jailbait to the street person, the functioning addict, the hopeless alcoholic, the weekend partier, the all-day drinking father who was unattached, angry, and miserable from his family. I was often verbally abusive to everyone in my life, um, sometimes physically abusive in relationships, emotionally unavailable to all those who love me. I stole from my parents, my girlfriends, my friends, my employers, my own daughter. While on drugs, I was unpredictable and irrational. Nothing was more important than getting high or drunk. Not my family, not my friends, not my job, not anything, not me, and especially not God. The second step, coming to believe in God. I would meet a girl named Stacy in rehab in 1996 that I am grateful to say is my beautiful wife today. God chose her for me. We would go through hell together against every request or suggestion from recovery rooms not to get involved together. Christ would reveal himself to me and save my life. She was already saved and just astray and praying for help. I've been arrested several times for crimes such as aggravated battery, assault with a deadly weapon with severe harm and disfigurement to a person, cocaine possession, paraphernalia possession, DUIs, driving on suspended licenses, violations of probation. I've been faced with spending 40 years in prison and I've only spent 10 months in the county jail. The rest has been on supervised probations. I have attended several drug rehabs, counseling programs, 12-step programs, psychologists, DUI schools, where I would learn about myself and recovery in depth. I started to pray to God that I, that I didn't believe in and that I really didn't want to know anyway. <clears throat> My sexual addiction is the lust. It's manifested itself through my eyes. I was introduced to porn when I was about seven or eight, and then to internet pornography somewhere in the 90s, and I was hooked. 
Lust in men is a deeply hidden desire that is not talked about in most churches or amongst its congregation. It's a basic sin rooted in man from the very beginning and one way wrote a destruction for me and every man in here today. Once I became aware that this was a sin, an unpleasing and selfish act against the holy temple of God, <clears throat> disrespectful to my wife, and intimately devastating to our relationship, through Celebrate Recovery, I began to dive into my sexual addiction with pornography. There is more victories than defeats now that I have Christ to lean on and accountability partners to talk with and a sponsor who is my friend more than just a sponsor. His name's Ronnie Knorr. To lead me through these 12 steps. The small groups for sexual addiction have been an absolute blessing, not only in my life and to our marriage. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit has convicted me about my addiction, and it's no longer easy for me to grieve the Holy Spirit without conviction or remorse. <clears throat> John, 1 John 1 9. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Step three acceptance of Jesus Christ. Time moves on, 2010, I'm out of control. My ego's bigger than I can see, and I'm self-will run riot. I'm a giant of my dreams, a dwarf of my fears. I have now separated myself from everyone, and I'm confused about what my life has become. I see no other way out but to chase alcohol and drugs to wherever it leads me, regardless of the consequences, because I can't figure out how other people can drink and party and their lives not become destroyed. They can still light themselves in the morning, not disappear for days, not miss work, not turn to crack after drinking, not hurt their families, not steal from their families, not continually disappoint their loved ones, not disgrace themselves and puke all over themselves, not live a life that has no real meaning whatsoever. <clears throat> they don't want to die. I did. So I would often pray to that God that I didn't know that if he could and if he would, please, Take it, whatever it is that makes me do these things, out of me. And it wouldn't happen. I couldn't stop. So I leave Stacy and my daughter, Danielle, and I tell them that I'm no longer in love with Stacy. And that uh, I want to be out of a relationship after being together for 15 years. I would hurt the two people in my life that I love the most so deeply. And I thought that I'd really done it now. I'm, I'm alone now. So I meet this other girl named Tammy who's a little older than I am. She's a female version of me. She's no longer chained to drugs and alcohol. And she's reliving some of that old behavior through me. And she knows Christ and she tells me that God has a plan for my life to help save people. She continues to tell me <clears throat> things about myself that only God and I would know. God's hand reaches through anything, anyone, anywhere if he so desires at any time. I hadn't gotten saved that night. Actually, I said a sinner's prayer years before during a moment of clarity with an unwilling heart. I did it to please my wife. <clears throat> I believe it allowed my ears to be open to hear God speaking through that woman that night. On October 28th of 2012, I was on my way to a haunted trail with Stacy and Danielle and her friend. They had invited me to do things with them from time to time, and this was one of them. I was still in love with Stacy. I just couldn't bring myself to tell her. <clears throat> so I thought it would be better off without that mess in their lives and a constant base, on a constant basis, and I was still unwilling to let go absolutely to God. So I'm driving in a company truck with no license, 
I'm drunk from a pint of peppermint snaps. And I make it to the house 10 minutes early, just enough time to hit the liquor store again to grab another pint to take along. So I leave to run to the store. My daughter and her friend jump in the bed of the truck. My daughter, uh, I wouldn't normally let her do that, but uh, for some reason I didn't say anything. And on her way back from the store, I'd get pulled over for speeding, DUI, driving on a suspended license, two counts of child neglect because I had minors in the truck. All felonies already to add to a list of felonies I already have. So when I get to jail, the remorse and the shame and the guilt would be way too much to bear. And I made a decision to slip my throat when the razors got passed out in jail. Romans 12.2, it says, <clears throat> Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, perfect will. So as I sat on my bunk in C2100 in Atlanta Lakes Detention Center in Florida, waiting to kill myself, I thought that this was it and I had to do it because I couldn't walk out of jail and ruin my daughter's life, ruin what relationship we had. And I knew that if I was going to leave jail and it were in the cards that I would do that, I'd go right back to drinking and smoking crack. I'd either wind up killing her or she would wind up hating me. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I felt something get pulled from my body. And my body moved like in a wave-like motion. And I felt a peace and a calm come over me like I cannot explain to you. There was no more guilt. There was no more shame. And I didn't want to die. <clears throat> I went to bed and fell asleep like a baby that night. Never got to those razors. When I woke up in the morning, I heard a small voice in my head say, hit your knees and thank Jesus Christ for saving your life. And I did that for the first time ever. With tears in my eyes like a baby. <laughs> ah, so today I stand, I sit, I kneel in awe of God. <laughs> How he saved me. <clears throat> As horrible as the person I thought I was, he loved me enough to save my life. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to be beaten, spit on, slapped, humiliated, ridiculed, chastened, denied, jailed, and killed for no other reason of his, of his own, but for the horrible sins that I, Joe Siebold, committed. He stood in my place. He received my punishment out of pure love for me. It's a gift from God. No acts that I perform can guarantee my place in heaven. <laughs> my place has been paid for. Today I'm on community control for crimes I committed. Just eight months out of jail, God put it on my heart to ask Stacy to marry me, and she said yes. She welcomed me back into the home, which is now God's home. I've received Christ in my heart on my jail in jail, on the bunk, I proclaimed with my mouth at Calvary Chapel Church, and I publicly asked him into my heart there in February of 2013. I was water baptized and then baptized with the Holy Spirit from Pastor Johan with Calvary Chapel Church. Today, I'm a human being who at any moment could break any of the Ten Commandments. I've recovered today from a, being an active drug addict and alcoholic, <clears throat> which only reigns true tomorrow if I trust God, clean house, and help others. 
I attend AA and celebrate recovery from my hurts, habits, and my hang-ups. I've done a fourth and fifth step. I have a sponsor. I'm in my second step study. Sixth and seventh step, God has removed some of my character defects. And I continually humble myself and pray to him to remove my shortcomings. The eighth and ninth step, I have made amends with all my family. Friends, some of them. And I'm willing to let God help me make the ones that I have not made yet. Step 10, I continue to evaluate myself. And I confess my sins to God, to another human being. I fall short of glory of God daily. And I do not drink or use drugs today. And they are not the central controlling thing in my life. Jesus Christ is. Step 11, I work through the steps daily. I read my Bible, my big book. I pray on my knees every morning and every night. Sometimes with my family and my wife. <clears throat> there is only one God, one, one true higher power, and the only one greater than ourselves, and his name is Jesus Christ. Things that God has done for me in my life recently is keep me out of prison. Having a judge tell me that out of the 34 years that he's been on the bench, he has never told anyone that he believed what they told him. And I quote, this is a first, he said. Mr. Siebold, I believe you. The Honorable Judge William Webb. God helped me start a small business that would get us through our first year back together as a family. He created time where a man in AA who doesn't know me would give away a hauling trailer for free and I would just show up 15 minutes after he drops it off to give it away. I would hear God's voice and I would answer him just as I'm talking to you today. He would marry me and Stacy after 17 years living in sin. He would help me and my daughter find healing and bring us closer together as a family. He has blessed me with skills, abilities, and aptitudes far beyond my comprehension. Through all the drugs and the abuse of myself, I'm in great health. I have been recently blessed with a part-time job at Home Depot who has said that they don't hire felons. I have eight. And a violent charge. I had to ask a woman that said she hired me if they ran the right social security number just to check on that. I had a man just walk up to me and ask me to come into AA, bring AA meetings into a detox center without even knowing how much sobriety I had. The 12th step, which I currently do and love doing it. I love sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with people. Sobriety is just that. One who suffers like I have. This is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to God's blessings since I've accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus. I'm working to become a leader in CR, and I love celebrate recovery with a passion. God has definitely put it on my heart to be here. I'm grateful for the opportunity to share my story, which is his story. God has walked in our shoes. He did not ever fall short, but felt that what we felt was tempted as we are tempted and faced death with faith in his father. And he calls us sons and daughters and friends. He would have overcome the grave to eternal life and it just asked us to follow him. That's all. So please, if you're here tonight and you have not made the only decision that actually counts in your life, and that's to accept Jesus as Christ's care and direction, please ask me or someone else to help you do that. Today, my life is awesome. What happens in it is beyond my wildest dreams. I'm chained legally to the world's laws, but I'm a free man in Jesus Christ. His loving arms are wrapped around me. My, st- my sponsor told me, you better buckle your seatbelt. <clears throat> Recovery is my new home. 
Love Celebrate Recovery, where he has called me to be, and I hope to become a very well-known presence in his meetings. And I thank the Lord for your forgiveness, your compassion, your understanding, and your love and grace. I pray that others see that through this talk today and want to desire to know you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you, guys.